0: You can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike.
1: Welcome to Calvary Chapel. Glad you're here this morning. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 14, starting a new chapter message titled Reserved. And verse 7, it says, and so he told a parable to those who invited he were invited, so all the guests, when he noted how they chose the best places, saying to them, when you are invited by anyone to a wedding feast, do not sit down in the best place, lest one more honorable than you be invited by him. And he who invited you and him come and say to you, give place to this man and then... You begin with, the same, with shame to take the lowest place. So, so Jesus seems to be giving them good advice on banquet etiquette. You know, if you're at a banquet, you know, try this instead of that. Do this instead of that. You know, that type of a thing. You know, to, to keep yourself from being embarrassed, you know. And, and, and yet the truth is, is that Jesus knew their hearts. He noticed, it says, that they chose the best places. In fact, of the scribes and Pharisees, he says in, in Matthew chapter 23, verse 6 through 7, they love the best places at the feast and the best seats at the synagogue, greetings in the marketplace, and to be called by men, Rabbi, Rabbi. They loved it. This is what they were living for. This was what made them feel important and what made them feel you know, uplifted or whatever. Jesus, however, would instruct us very differently. one instance of that he said to his disciples in Matthew eighteen verse four therefore whoever humbles himself as this little child is greatest in the kingdom of heaven he would tell us that that we're to be that the greatest in the kingdom of heaven is going to be the slave of all or the servant of all and so he had a very different idea an upside down kingdom idea of the way that we should be rather than working our way to the top that we as as Believers or those members of the kingdom would work our way to the bottom to lower ourselves, to humble ourselves, to not be about ourselves at all, but rather to be about other people. And what this tells me is that this tells me that Jesus loved these Pharisees. He had compassion on them and he loved them, but knew that their pride was keeping them from salvation. Ray Comfort, the evangelist, was on an airplane one time and and a, a cardinal from the Catholic Church got on the plane, he was all in his regalia and everything and robes and stuff and he sat down and he says, hey I'm Ray, you know I, I'm, a, I'm a pastor, he says, he says well I'm a cardinal in the, you know basically just I'm a cardinal in the Catholic Church and, and he says, are you born again? And he looks at him and he says I don't use such low grade language and Ray said, actually Jesus is the one who said that and he's like, oh well I guess I guess I didn't know that, I'm sorry, no that's <laughs> That's important, and so then he he says he showed him his pride and joy, which is a, a picture of the the, the detergent's pride and joy. He's like, you want to see my pride and joy? <laughs> and he showed him, and just you know broke the ice and got the guy talking. And shared the gospel with this guy. Because God cares about even people who feel like they're super important or super high up or religious or I'm a religious leader of some kind. Jesus cares about those people too. And and so this guy, these, these guys here in text here, these Pharisees and stuff, Jesus cared about them and he wanted them to know the truth. And so he says, but when you are invited, go and sit down in the lowest place so that when he who invited you comes he may say to you, friend, go up higher. Then you will have glory in the presence of those who sit at the table with you. Now, certainly, if you were to be in that situation, you take a, a fancy seat, you know, somebody, maybe belongs to somebody else, and you take that fancy seat, thinking that you're worthy of it, and they tell you, go down lower, that's super humbling. You know, that's embarrassing. And, and you know, you think about it, like everybody's going to take all the spots up to the lowest spot, and so the only thing that's going to be left is for you to go all the way to the bottom which is not so good. And, and, and yet, we also know <laughs> that if we take the lowest seat, then we might get left there. Like, think about it. You, you take that lowest seat, and the guy, the banquet master, comes in and sees you there, and he's like, "Hey, oh, hey. You know, and just walks on by. And you're, gonna get, you know, you're in the lowest seat, and everybody sees you in the lowest seat. And how embarrassing is that going to be? But there's a potential that you could be promoted. You know, hey, you go sit up there. The thing about it is, is it isn't too on, too hard when we're honest with ourselves to know that we actually deserve the lowest spot, and I, and I think that that's what we need to be to be aware of. Now, I think that's probably easier for some of us to believe, and you know, if I were to survey you, most of you would say, "Yeah, I deserve the lowest spot," but not everybody. You know, it's it's interesting. You know, our upbringing can have a lot to do with the way we perceive ourselves or how we think of ourselves, and I don't know what. What changes it for different people, you know? And I think sometimes coming from hard places and you know just being all about yourself can lead you to, to exalting yourself. But I was at a training one time, and there was, there was a, a guy. A guy actually goes to my seminary class, my cohort. He was he was there, and he has this like perfect home life. Like he grew up in a perfect family and everything. And they they bring him up there, and they're they're asking him, you know. You know, if you uh, walk into a room of people, do you think that, you know, what's your, your impression of the people there? Do you think that, you know, on an average group of people you walk into that everybody would like you and that they could potentially be your friends? He's like, oh yeah, yeah, of course. And I'm just like, What? You know, because I don't feel that way. You know, I kind of have a rough home life. And, you know, a lot of times when I walk into a room, I'm like, I don't think anybody will like me. You know, I'm just, that's just the way I think, you know. And I'm kind of socially awkward and stuff. And I don't really know how to talk to people. I just, I'm just that way, you know. And, and so it's, it's easy for me to, to say, well, you know, I deserve the lowest seat. But in reality, not because we, we have this perception of ourselves or self-image or whatever, as much as we all know who we really are right? That, that we know our thought life, we know the things that we've done, we know the life that we've lived, and, and the reality is is that all of us deserve the lowest seat. You know, I, I think it's, it's presumptuous sometimes, you know, some people just think that they deserve things that maybe they don't, but I always, I, I, first of all, I never wanted to be a pastor. That was not the thing I wanted in my life. Before I was a Christian, certainly not. I thought it was the worst, most pathetic thing that anybody could ever do as a non-believer. But then when I became a Christian, I still didn't want to do that. I don't want to be the guy up front. I don't want to be the guy talking. I'm, not, I'm nervous to be in front of crowds of people. I just don't want to do that. So I told the Lord that. Well, he, the Lord had a different idea, and he told me, as I was praying one day, you're going to be a pastor. And I said, well, okay, that's your problem. And and really, I, I didn't mean it like being rude, like, well, that's your problem, you're going to have to, you know, it was like, okay, well, you're going to have to figure that out, because I don't know how to do that, and I, that's not my comfort zone, that's not where I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm good, you know, I don't feel comfortable there. And so I never really pursued anything in terms of trying to push myself into ministry. Now, that doesn't mean that I was an on-fire Christian, that doesn't mean that I didn't talk to people about Jesus, that didn't mean when, when I came to church, if I saw a need, Stair- chairs needed to be stacked, coffee needed to be made, you know, things needed to be cleaned up. I was on it, you know. I would do that, you know, because that's I, I wanted to serve the Lord, but I wasn't going to ask for a position. Well, somebody asked me to do children's ministry. I think we actually they said there was children's ministry. We signed up once for children's ministry and did children's ministry for a while, and then somebody asked me, "Will you do be a, a, an assistant coordinator to the second service for children's for elementary?" which at that church, was hundreds of kids. I think we had like 700 kids in our children's ministry. And so that was kind of an important job. And so Shannon and I became the assistants to the coordinator for second service. And then pretty soon, within a couple of months, we were running the entire elementary. We had 700 kids under us, running the entire elementary age thing. And because we were doing that, I got put into an intern group. And because I was in the intern group, my pastor said to me, we need a pastor in Emmett. And that's how I ended up out here. I never tried to push my way in. I said, well, I'm a pastor, you know, and I, you know, that's what I'm going for. And I never really pushed towards that. But the Lord, he was faithful. He said he was going to do it. And I figured if he said he's going to do it, then that's, then let him do it. Right? I'm not going to push my way into that. Although he he did grow the desire in me and, and that, that changed over time. But but I think it's important that we understand that, that this is that, that we're not try to, to try to exalt ourselves within the kingdom of God, but rather try to make ourselves a servant. And because verse four or verse eleven, chapter fourteen, eleven says, For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. I, I could never understand You know, and maybe it's just from my upbringing and the way, I I guess, my self-image, but I never could understand why people wanted to hold on to their pride to their own harm, or not apologize, or wouldn't admit their faults, or or wouldn't let others win. You know, like, just hold on and not let somebody win. I don't understand that. You know, and I never did understand why, you know, anybody, anybody would think that this is, this is my job to do something with this, you know, as far as like the church, to make it grow or to do some kind of thing to, to make it happen. I never did understand that. Years ago, I was approached by a pastor who he wanted to find out what our secret sauce was. You know, he, he had been told, you know, the Calvary Chapels, the, the happening church in town, go interview Pastor Mike, find out what their secret sauce is. And so he pretty much told me that. He's like, you know, I want to know what you guys do and how you guys are successful in a small town.